Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Kevin Leahy, VP of Marketing at Gravity. And that's Gravity spelled G-R-A-V-Y-T-Y. Just wanted to make sure everyone got that. So Kevin, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Jeremy, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you today, and I appreciate the extra explanation of gravity. We just had to be a little bit different. Of course. Spell it a little bit differently. Yeah, I like that smelling. It's very creative. So it's great to have you. Tell us about yourself, about your background in marketing and about gravity. Sure. Uh, So I I feel like, you know, like a lot of marketers, I kind of got my start in a uh, ancillary field. I started in journalism Mm -hmm. and then I, I eventually switched over to start working with some high growth companies and specifically in tech. A lot of them were venture back. Most of them were. And I was doing that from the agency side. So then about three and a half years ago, I had the opportunity to come over to Gravity when we were just starting to build out the executive team. Um, And we had a couple of things going for us. We really knew at that point what our use case was to customers. And we were ready to start growing the company to kind of bring our tools to the world, not just the, the niche that we had to start with. So you know, one of the big reasons that I joined is that we had what we felt and what ended up being a market defining solution. We were the very first AI company created solely to uh, work for social good organizations. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I know not everybody's familiar with social good, but essentially for us, what it means is we work with the nonprofit organizations, colleges, universities, independent schools, healthcare organizations, any any organization that needs to fundraise and use mm-hmm. philanthropy to uh, generate revenue. Okay, very cool. And you know, I, I I come from a journalism background too. Great. So I yeah. totally get it. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of journalists uh, have had to look for other careers. Right? It's just an industry that's kind of imploded in on itself. Right. I, I feel lucky to have been around a, a bunch of talented folks who who made it and, and who did wonderful. And, you know, I think for, for myself, it was a place where I had a lot of fun. I learned mm-hmm. a ton of skills. You know, we're podcasting today. You know, it, it, at some point, you know, if I wanted to put my attention to it, I could scratch together, not what you have, but I could scratch something together. And I think, you know, just having that as a base is great because you can always create content. You can always dive yeah. into a subject area, figure out what's going on and bring it back to an audience in a relevant way. And I think that's kind of what marketing is all about. Yeah, totally. I, I think journalism is actually a great training for being a really good marketer, especially in our age of content marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you you understand how to talk to other people and and like source them to, to create content. So you're not just always talking about yourself or your company or you're drawing from your own internal people. You can reach out and then build content by talking to other people, right? And like that's what journalists do. Absolutely. Yeah. They, you're nothing without a source. Yeah. Right. And you storytelling, all that stuff. So, okay. So now, especially since COVID hit the, the world, uh, a lot of fundraising, you know, like everything else kind of slowed down. Mm-hmm. And when we chatted a few weeks back, you were telling me about how, especially since then, you guys have really leaned more heavily into content marketing to create community around 
around what you guys do, but around, you know, in, in the fundraising world to help people learn about how to continue to, to fundraise and keep that going during the pandemic. Right. Sure. And I know that's not all you talk about, but that is sort of an important catalyst. So, so, and I was struck by that phrase, you know, building community that, that I think that gets talked about a lot for good reason. So let's just start right there. You know, what does that mean to you using content to build community? Sure. So, I mean, from a a basic standpoint where kind of we were coming from in social good, we don't have sales departments. When you're selling to a for-profit company, everybody to some extent understands sales. So organizations, you know, use philanthropy to generate the revenue that they they need to. And to do that, they have to inspire donors. Fundraisers don't always like being compared to sales. In fact, most of them hate it. And, and that's fine. But what we do is we take a page out of that sales enablement playbook and do what we call, we just call it fundraiser enablement. And so what our product does is it prompts fundraisers to reach out to the right donor at the right time. It actually has a patented piece of it that that writes the first message person to edit and, and send along however they might, if that's a phone call, if it's an email, whatever it might be. And so, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty new. It's pretty different. And it takes a lot of education as to why you might need a tool like this, why you might need to think uh, about things a little bit differently in general. And so we were kind of coming from a base of of education to begin mm-hmm. with. But then when COVID, you know, I think back to like that very first day, there were, I, we probably all have one day where we were in the office or we were somewhere and we said, okay, things are real right now or yeah. things are changing right now. I don't feel comfortable being in the office right now. Um we had kind of we did a stress test the week before and we got our employees ready for it. You know, we all tried working from home to see if the company failed, if you know, a yeah. day from home and all that. But so we we made our team feel comfortable. And then what we heard from our customers was, you know, they they still weren't comfortable. Our executive team is is made up of fundraisers. So we do a really good job to understand customer feelings and where things are headed. And what we heard was that our users didn't even know if they should be contacting donors right now. Mm. That's their entire job. Um, yeah. But they didn't know what was appropriate and what they should be doing. I, I bet a lot of sales teams went through this as well. But when you're working in philanthropy, you actually have an advantage here because you know, you're supposed to build a, a relationship with a donor over many years. And you get to know them not quite like a customer, but there's a little bit more of a personal relationship there. And so just reaching out to even check on somebody's health and and things like that are actually kind of natural things that fundraisers can and and should be doing. So a lot of folks had questions about like what, what they might do there. And we Mm. pulled together a webinar. It was pretty hasty. I think we pulled it together and, Three days, two of those days were over the weekend. We got a few partners together. We just called it fundraising during a crisis and we put it out. Typically, we were getting like on a good day, 80 folks into a webinar when we were doing really good. So we pushed this one out and we got 1,500 people to sign up right away. Wow. By the time we went live, we had 3,000 people on the on the webinar. So we knew 
you know, we had tapped into something and we just gave our guests, you know, the panel that we made kind of an open stage to, to offer their advice. And Mm -hmm. the question that we kind of asked everybody is, should fundraisers be reaching out right now? And the overwhelming answer was yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they should. And Mm -hmm. it was just like we had kind of done this on the marketing side where we said, well, we can pull together a webinar and see what happens. We reached out and people responded to us. You know, we were kind of offering our own advice to people at that point. But we also saw it from just the product usage. People were not reaching out to their donors. So we gave them that form. We, I, if I look back on it, we probably didn't answer a lot of questions, but we gave people a, a forum to, you know, have conversations to understand that others were in the same situation and kind of let them know that we would be working on this problem with them. And Mm -hmm. from that, essentially it became a matter of, well, how can we educate them more? And, you know, what should they be saying? We recommend that they reach out. What should they be saying? And how should they be reaching out? Should they, you know, just be giving updates on on what their organization is up to? Or should they be going as far as telling folks about their, their changing needs? We had a lot of universities, for example, that suddenly had to use emergency funds to get uh, students home you know, send them across the country and make sure that they got home because it wasn't safe to have them in the dorms and Mm -hmm. and things like that. So there was a lot to say, and it was kind of like we were able to, to help folks have the confidence in, in saying to their donors. And so that spurred in so many different ways for us. You know, we had additional webinars, we wrote lots of guides, lots of how-tos. We we have a weekly fundraising academy at this point. We did a masterclass. There were just so many different types of content that we could develop from it. And really, you know, um, it's been about, since then, it's been about keeping that educational tone with our audience and treating our audience like, like a community as well. Hmm. Wow. That's a great story. I mean, it It speaks right to the heart, I think, of how content marketing can work, you Mm -hmm. know, when it's done with the right intention, the right planning. And it all starts with you listen to your customers, right? It's like, it's kind of as simple as that. They were telling you, we, how, how do we do this thing? And you're like, well, actually we have some thoughts on that. Eh, Let's, put together a webinar. It doesn't have to be super fancy, right? Like doesn't need to plan it for like eight months, throw it together and boom. Like if you can align your content with the needs of your audience, it can just blow up. And, and you, before you know it, you have this content train just running and it's giving you all sorts of value, giving your audience all sorts of value. Right. It's, there's that idea of, of giving value all the time, but also just like if you take down the walls of the presentation, mm. can you still deliver value to them? Or is or are you delivering perceived value? And because of the way the company was built, where we came from this industry and all that, we were able to to really deliver on that. And it's something I'm proud of and I'm, I'm proud that you know leadership understood where we were unique and was willing to put the time into that. Absolutely. I mean, I can imagine from if you're a marketer, what could be more satisfying than 
being able, A, being able to respond to your audience's needs and then doing it and then getting massive feedback like, yes, thank you. This was exactly what we wanted. Like that's what you, that's what you live for as a marketer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The feedback is, you know, I guess coming from journalism, there's a, a part of me at the at the core that says feedback is going to be bad. Right. Feedback's where the real, there's just, it's a different level of value. And it's so important because even if you were wrong, but you're willing to have that conversation about understanding where you were wrong or understanding yeah. somebody else's perspective, it just spurs and it just, you know, it's the snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Like we were saying before about journalism and marketing and like there's, you know, it can be good training, but they're very different in practice in in some ways, fundamentally, right? Like as a journalist, unless you're an opinion journalist, I guess, like you're just following the facts and your job is based on everything we know and the people we've talked to, here's the truth of what happened, mm-hmm. right? As far as, you know, as best we can tell in the most balanced way. Marketing is you're trying to get at truths, but it's more, I think, like what you said, like an ongoing conversation with your audience about the things that they care most about. And really, your your the audience is your guide for where you go, what you talk about, how you talk about it. And if you're really good at it, like you guys are, you're not just telling them what they want to hear, but no. you're telling them things they don't already know and maybe even challenging some commonly held assumptions, stuff like that. That, I mean, that's such a great point because there's such a tendency to just talk about what they want to hear. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not it at all. I mean, I, I guess I have this whole tangent about, you know, SEO strategy and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, SEO can be the beginning of producing great content, but to some extent, you know, what all you're doing is you're saying, well, what, what questions is my audience asking or what topics yeah. are, are they willing to latch onto? And it's a great idea to, that's where you can kind of meet them and where the conversation starts. But, and I've learned this from, from trying and failing, but, you know, um, if, if you don't show them that you're actually, that you actually get it and that you, you can build from that, then, then you lose a lot of value and, and it takes time to be comfortable with that. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm I, I'm not an SEO expert or anything, but from from what I understand, it's like it's changed a lot, right? It used to be you could kind of game it more easily and keyword mm-hmm. stuffing and all that stuff. And now Google is like, no, no, no. You you actually have to have some substance in what you're in what you're saying. It can't just be garbage, right? Absolutely. And and if if you really want to rank highly and yeah, I think you're totally right. It's the questions people asking your initial response is just the start of what ideally will be an ongoing conversation where you're not just providing the the first easiest answer that that everyone's providing you're providing your unique perspective on that question right and maybe I, I even mean, challenging what they might have assumed or something like that exactly exactly and you know if if you can't make that transition that that's really the mechanism for me. What I'm judged on from an ROI standpoint is, you know, at the end of the day, if I don't produce sales demos, uh, then I have a tough, I have a very tough time at my job. Right. And, and so, yeah, if what we kind of organize uh, gravity around is making sure that we have intelligent people who are ready to 
take that, you know, maybe it's an inbound request or maybe it's, you know, we see the activity on the website, but to take those indicators and then pull together an intelligent conversation to push back at somebody or, you know, to take that an outbound channel and, and develop that into something that, that generates a demo. That's, that's where we've seen success and that's how we kind of convert content creation uh, into, into real value for the company. Mm-hmm. Right. Wh- which is after all, ultimately a big part of why you're doing this. I mean, it, it has to generate value on at the end of the day to a certain extent, right. And, and actual revenue value, right. It's, it's absolutely, you're, you're, you're not a nonprofit. You, you help nonprofits, but you yourself are not a nonprofit. Like you are in this to, you know, grow and, generate revenue and all that. Right. So that's the other side of it. Right. And, you know, early on in my career, I would say that that, that was a scary thing, having that responsibility, but the more and more I've grown, the more I've leaned into it, it's, it's everything. It, um, you know, personally, it makes me more valuable, but if yeah. you just look at it from a, what you're doing every day standpoint, you're, you're finding ways to win. Uh, win in ways that are undeniable. And, yeah. and I think that's something that, you know, it's powerful as a, as a person to take on. It's powerful when you show uh, your employees how to, how to do that and they start to get the program. It's, it's addicting almost. I don't know if addicting is the, that has mm-hmm. the right connotation to it, but it's, uh, it's something that I love doing and it has a building effect. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's, well, it's very goal oriented, right? It, it's Absolutely. like, and especially if you do come from something like journalism or which is, you know, you don't, no one gets into journalism to get rich, mm. especially not anymore. But, but even, you know, most journalists, I mean, there are some journalists, obviously who become rich and famous, but for the most part, not. And there's even a little bit of a, like a disdain for like, you know, profit or going after, you know, growing and all that stuff. And the same in like academics, you know, and I mean, I definitely had this coming out of that background, but if you're going to be in a, like in business, you, you better get your head around like, well, at the end of the day, it is about making money mm-hmm. that, and everything kind of has to be oriented around that. But that, and one thing I had to learn, which took a while, and I'm still learning it, you know, is just like, that doesn't invalidate everything else, or it doesn't, like, you're, you're still, it still means having to connect with other people in a very human and real way. It still means being creative, and it definitely means telling the truth and helping people. Right. And if you do all that are- in the right way, then, then it will help you grow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing nefarious about it. As long as you're bringing value to the world, yeah. right? Value to your customers, value to your audience, then I, I don't see a problem. And yeah. as long as you're, like you said, being truthful, bringing value, then there should be some expectation that that there's an exchange at some point. There's always some kind of exchange, mm-hmm. right? I mean, whatever you're doing, it's right. And exactly value. It all comes down to to value, which takes us back to what we were talking about before the building community around content. I mean, it's all about you're offering value without asking upfront for anything in return. 
Mm-hmm. And then kind of counterintuitively, unless you've been doing this for a while, you do get the return. It just might, you know, in in a slightly more roundabout or, you know, less linear way, but you definitely get return and even maximize your, your return if you're willing to stick with that. Right. I, I think what it comes down to is that when you're delivering value and you're able to do it almost effortlessly, excuse me, effortlessly, <laughs> I think I still got it wrong. But as long as you're delivering value, I think what folks want to do is they, they want to work with other people who deliver value to them. Yeah. And they will find reasons to to be around you or to use your product or to, you know, find intersections where, where the two of you can, can live. Right. Because you, because they get a lot out of it, you know, in one way or the other, they get a lot of, they, they get a lot of, and everyone gets a lot out of it. It's not, it's not a zero sum game then, right? Exactly. It's everybody wins. We're, we're supporting each other growing together. And yeah, absolutely. Well, Wow, well, there's so much more we could talk about, but I I'm gonna, I need to let you go. You got other things to do. You gotta hey, you gotta help other companies. This has been this has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.